This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Okay, so I read a comment on a story that tripped me up, and we got to talk about it. Uh, and it has to do with uh, TV versus books. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainers on Vacation. Holly Roberts and I are here with you. Yep. Sonny's running the show over Present. there with the important buttons. Present <laughs> and accounted for. Um, okay, so the long story is that I was reading this story about Mama June from a reality show, actually a number of reality shows, and her arrest. That's kind of the, that's what got me to this comment. But then I was reading the comments and the comment is what brought us to this conversation. The comment was so sad that so many people think it worth their time to follow others lives. Time to leave the TV behind and enjoy socializing and reading books. And it, uh. and it was a comment that was so similar to something I've heard so many times in my life as a person who has always enjoyed television. Yes, TV is nice. I like TV. It's real nice. I have heard so many people say something to the effect of TV rots your brains. You should read instead. I've never, ever heard anybody actually have the ability to present a viable argument for why books are superior to television and why you should not watch television. Mm. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. And I'm asking really honestly. Yes. And I understand literacy is important. I am not saying that TV is more important than books. Books are fun. Books as are well great. as TV. And I love them. I do not understand why you should enjoy one to the exclusion of the other. Right. Or that the fact that you enjoy books more than you enjoy TV ascribes you some kind of moral superiority. Right. Or the fact that you enjoy television more than you enjoy books makes you somehow not as intelligent. Exactly. And because they go, And they go hand in hand. How many great books have been turned into TV series? <laughs> I agree. Well, exactly. You know what? This reminds me. Well, by the way, call 651-641-1071. Yes, call us. But you know what this reminds me of? What? This reminds me of the debate of cat versus dogs. Ah. Mm-hmm. This reminds me of cat versus dogs in as much as, okay, Colleen, you and I are cat people. We are cat people. We are cat people. Mm-hmm. We own cats. We mm-hmm. love cats. We love cats. However, we also love dogs. We love dogs. And we are open to having dogs in our lives. Yes. In fact, we would own dogs. You have owned a dog at I a have. certain point in your life. I love dogs. I do charitable work around dogs. But when you ask a dog person mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, about cats, Holly, yes. whether dog or not yes. like they like cats, Mm-mm. not only 
Will a dog person say, I don't like cats, but actively say, I hate cats? Yes. Mm-hmm. How can you even like cats? Yes. It's true. It's true. Six five one six four one one zero seven one on the topic of books versus television. Before we get to Haley, yes, there was someone that called it and said her mother said the reason why TV was better is she said because of punctuation. Oh, oh. but that books are better than television. Yes, because, because of, of, I punctuation. of punctuation. I think she's. I mean, yes. okay, sure, that's reaching though. That's that is real a reach, reach. <laughs> right? Uh, oh shoot, we lost Haley. We lost Haley. I'm oh, sorry. Right. No, it's okay. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. This is in response to a comment I read uh, in a comment section on a story about a television star. Uh, so sad that so many people think it worth their time to follow other people's lives. Time to leave the TV behind and enjoy socializing and reading books. Said somebody who's commenting alone on the internet. Right. <laughs> right. I know. Right. <laughs> on a random story uh, about a TV star that but legend they don't care about but they have enough care to comment on <laughs> but it, it occurred to me that this isn't this is an argument i've heard for so many years yes. i used to work with somebody who said to me you watch too much television <gasps> you should try reading books every once in oh. a while and i said to this person i'm offended i read books i just enjoy television yeah it's not an either or it can be a both and let's go to hannah hello to hannah hannah what is this argument um, okay, so scientifically speaking... Oh, thank you. Um, I love it when things start with scientifically speaking. <laughs> yeah. Okay, go. Um, they do say that when you are watching TV, um, your brain is fairly inactive. Your brain is actually more active while sleeping than it is while watching TV. Does that make sense? Like your brain waves are more active when you're sleeping yes. than when you're watching TV. Sure. But scientifically speaking, they say it kind of like, you know, it's mind-numbing. Which I don't think is a bad thing, honestly, because I am thinking, I'm working all day, every day, and sometimes I just want to numb out for an hour or Right? Two. My brain oh, is engaged is a lot of times. This is fair. Mm-hmm. Hannah. Yeah. And then also the thing, too, is like I like that um, when I'm watching TV, everything is presented for me, and I don't have to do, you know, the imagination while reading a book. It's just nice to have it, like, this is what this character looks like. Right. This is how I it is. Right. Yeah. Then you don't have to do the work of it. Thank you, Thanks, Hannah. Hannah. <laughs> I like, <laughs> thank you, Hannah. And again, I appreciate any answer that begins with scientifically speaking. That's <laughs> Well, I'm going to keep that in mind when I talk I to you in the future, Colleen. Thank you. <laughs> scientifically speaking, I have to go to the bathroom. No, I'm just kidding. I, that's not true, but I just enjoy that. Well, actually, that is scientifically speaking. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to Desiree. Hello to Desiree. Desiree. What, give me, like, help me understand this argument that books are so much better than the television. Okay, first off, I want to say I'm not a huge reader myself. I love TV, but if you think about it, number one, when you're reading, you're learning to read, you're engaging more um, in your head with the creativity, because even though they're telling you that as a blonde girl, you're still coming up with your own creativity of who this character is and everything like that, where versus TV the characters, whoever they picked on TV. Plus, in addition, it helps with spelling, grammar, and learning. I mean, over time, I never understood the word, how the difference between there, there, and there, but now I do mm-hmm. from reading and, you know, understanding and spelling and stuff like that. But I don't think TV is bad, but yeah, I think you're just, your brain isn't as active when you're watching TV or a movie than when you are reading Um and I mean, it kind of goes back to the whole theory of, you know, back in the day, don't sit too close to the TV or you're going to ruin your eyes. Now mm-hmm. we have virtual reality things that go on our face, mm-hmm. you know? Right. So, I mean, is it, who knows if how accurate any of that is? 
Thank you, Desiree. Thank you, Thank Desiree. you. That was a very thoughtful response. And I, you know, and I don't disagree. I mean, there, it's true. Obviously, there are things from a book that you can get that you cannot yes. get on television. I think the nuance is this notion that it is to the exclusion of the right. other. That people, that commenter, found that reading books and reading in general is superior to TV, where it is the essentially better thing out of the two of them. Where there could, why can we not live in a world where there's a place for both? Both of them. Thank you. I I like these questions. I do too. (laughs) I do want to, I do want to get to our last two callers very quickly before we move on. Let's go to Deborah. Hello, Deborah. Uh, Your thoughts on why reading is superior to the television. Well, I'm an avid reader as well. And, um, I would say that it'd be really interesting to get PET scans to see if there was a difference in how uh, the brain uptakes information and how many places in the brain are firing mm. up when you're watching TV versus books. Yeah. I, I, with your previous callers, agree that I think it helps with the spoken language as, as well as grammar, vocabulary, and even just conversation, working on your mind and, and allowing you to use your imagination more. Sure. And we've had many studies out also who have um, suggested that extended TV time isn't good for you either. And I think that it's so easy for kids to get lost in the television or any of us and spend multiple hours there. Um, so I, I'm with you, though. I think a balance. It's like if you can, you know, you watch your favorite shows, but you don't get up and move. You know, you got to move. you got to get up. Absolutely. You know, Yes. Oh, thank you. And I love you guys, by the way. Oh, thank oh, you, Deborah. Thank you. You know, and what Deborah just said, that was always part of my argument. People yeah. would always say, you know, books, books, they're better, you know, they're better, blah, 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 because you're just sitting there watching TV. And I'm like, well, I'm sitting there when I'm reading a book, too. I don't <laughs> walk and read a book. <laughs> now, there, you know? I think there have been science may yes. say, Cully, yeah. that you mm. do read or you burn more calories reading than you do watching TV. How so? The page flipping? The eyeballs. The eyeballs. I mean, I mean, I'm not, I'm not an expert. I'll have to I'm find sorry, this. I'm sorry, I was working them. When we, them. I when just we go to, to break, I'll have to look at this. Oh, I would like to know. Let's yes. go to Jack last. Hello to Jack. Jack. Oh, let's grab Jack. Hi, Jack. You are going to have the final word on this. Hi, Jack. Hi, how are you? Good. Hey, good Jack. Now, why is reading superior to television? Well, I think that movies and TV are both. Like, I equally enjoy all three of them, but I heard from my teacher that actually reading involves all five senses because you get to touch it, you're reading it, you can smell the book, and it, like, that's why it's better for your brain. Oh, I like that answer, actually, probably the best, Jack. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jack. Thank you for having the the last word on that. Now, before we go to break, I'm going to share my science with you according to something that I found on the internet. I love the internet for science. I know, it's really good, Mm -hmm. isn't it? So there's an uh, article published by Harvard Medical School, allegedly, supposedly, in 2016, that says, watching TV burns between 23 and 33 calories per hour, while reading burns between 34 and 50 calories per hour. Wow. Some some people are reading pretty aggressively. Yeah, if you read War and Peace, Mm -hmm. you could burn 1.12 Big Macs. All right. <laughs> yay, science. Yay, science and yay, reading. Uh, but yay, TV, too. Yay, TV. And, you know, like Don't say bad things about my lovely can, television. No, you can do both at the same time. Yeah. And sometimes. Yeah, yeah. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, speaking of TV, our beloved TV, we got to do a little reboot or get the boot. We're talking about 
Frazier when we come back on My Talk 1071. It's been kind of a. We've had a lot over the last couple years of throwback TV shows trying their hands at a reboot. It's so much. It's almost too much. And um, we've got another one that we got to talk about on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer's not here. Holly Roberts is. Sonny's at the controls. We're just doing this thing, and it's called Reboot or Get the Boot. Reboot or Get the Boot. What do we got, House? <laughs> Woo! We got some tossed salad and scrambled eggs. Mmm. Mmm. Yummy, <laughs> delicious 90s style served up by Kelsey Grammer, who, of course, played Fraser Crane for decades on NBC. First over at Cheers yes. and then on the Cheers spinoff Frasier, which was a phenomenal hit in and of itself. Mm-hmm. So Kelsey Grammer wants to reboot Frasier. And he is not shy about it. He now, is I, thirsty. He is thirsty. So we got to give this man some electrolytes. So <laughs> um, we may have talked about word going around Hollywood that Kelsey Grammer is really interested in making a reboot for Frasier. I feel like we maybe mentioned it once or twice. Partly just because um, his he just is he just needs work. <laughs> like he just Basically. needs something to do. Well, yeah, and that's why you produce your stuff in Hollywood uh-huh. is so that you know that you'll get a job. Well, he's out doing press for a new television show that's called Proven Innocent that will air on Universal TV because everybody's watching that. Because he knows nobody's watching that. So he wants something that everybody will be watching, which is Frasier. So he said, uh, doing some press for his new show, that new show, Proven Innocent, about the Frasier reboot that, you know, we don't have to worry about what it's going to be like in 2019 because Frasier is timeless. And that show's not going to need any updating whatsoever. Okay, really quick, for those of you who don't know what Frasier was about... Holly, why don't you give the thumbnail sketch sure. of Frazier? Dr. Frazier Crane mm-hmm. moves from Boston to Seattle. He starts his own radio show. He's a psychiatrist giving advice. So it follows Frazier, his brother Niles, their working class dad who lives with them, and then the casting characters surrounding them. Mm-hmm. The antics, the hijinks surrounding yes. life in Seattle in 1995. Yes. <laughs> yes. So is it timeless? Is the question. Is it though? Is it? I'm going to go ahead and weigh in on this. Please. Be gentle. My mom loves Frasier. I mean, you know, (laughs) and I... All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. 
didn't husband. not love Frasier. You I know, loved I Frasier. loved Frasier at the time. I'm going to say I don't think it's timeless mm. for a couple of reasons, a couple big reasons. But honestly, you know, there are a lot of elements to that show that are not timeless. Yeah. Uh, one of them being the medium of radio. <laughs> I recognize yeah. that I'm saying that into a <laughs> microphone over a radio. Say it for those but in the back. That type of that type of show that Frasier Crane did would it just that is not the kind of radio that that would not be happening. Well, and Frasier way, was no. partially a workplace comedy. So right. and the way that the episodes would be set up is that they would often come in with a listener call exactly. and frame the episodes around whatever was happening yes. at Frasier's job at the radio station giving advice. Yes. So I just I, that part I don't see being timeless. Secondly, Holly, the relationships of that show while they may be timeless, cannot be replicated. Because time has passed and people have moved on to other dimensions. Exactly. I'm talking about John Mahoney, the actor who played Martin Crane, the father. That unique dynamic between Frazier and Niles being highfalutin psychiatrists, uppity versus their working class dad, that's where a lot of the tension yeah. came in the show. Now, Kelsey Grammer has kind of addressed this, what the show Frasier, the reboot, would possibly do. And what they're saying is maybe his son, his son Frederick, who was born during Cheers, would fill in that space, that, that Martin Crane space. So they're trying to do something with that, but that was such a unique relationship between yeah. Martin Crane and Frazier and Niles that I just, you know, time has moved on. It, and it it has and it does and that is sadly one of the things that the reboot is not immune to. No. Is the marching on of time. Wow. Sorry. Reality. <laughs> and reality is we've got a lord and a lady D-bag that we gotta tell you about. Celebrities behaving badly after this on My Talk 1071. Celebrities behaving badly. We love to talk about them on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer is on vacation. Holly Roberts and I are hanging out with you until three o'clock yeah. today. Sonny is, I almost called you Sonny Roberts. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> we're just all sharing the same last name here. Yay. Uh, anyway, Sonny's here at the controls. And uh, these, by the way, my friends, are your D bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Okay, I got a couple reasons that I'm going to call Haley Baldwin. Bieber, my D bag. Yay! A twofer. It's a kind of a, it's, yeah, it is a little bit of a bogo. Um, she wrote an essay for Marie Claire magazine, uh, all about her beauty product stuff. It's called <laughs> Haley Bieber in her own words. Oh, really? I can't wait to hear what she has to say. I know, in right? Her own words. And it really is all about her skincare and her products that she likes to use. This is Haley Bieber in her own words. I first of all, I'm not really getting to know her very well. No. 
By knowing what she uses on her skin and her hair. No, not getting a lot of insights into Haley Baldwin Bieber's character. No. She's one of those people that I always see photographs of, but I could not tell you what she sounds like. We don't know. Yeah, neither could I. Um, She, this, by the way, is an essay that she wrote. It's not really an essay. Because if you read the byline, it's uh, as told to Taylor Glenn. Oh, no. So literally, these are the words that flowed out of... Haley's mouth to a gal named Taylor Glynn, who then transcribed them into this essay. In any case, specifically, there's this one part that I have to tell you is what makes her a D-bag. Okay, mm. ready. She says of her um, her toiletries and her marriage, we definitely don't share skincare. <laughs> I'm moisturized with a cream by Dr. Barbara Sturm that's formulated with my blood. So I don't think he wants to put something that was made from my body on himself. Um, what record scratch? I what? what? She uses a moisturizer that is formulated with her blood. Stop it. Okay. Stop it. Yeah. So he doesn't use it because you know it wouldn't work with his skin because it's made with her blood and like that's gross. What? No. It's all gross. That's all gross. That's gross. I don't even know what to say yeah, about neither that. Neither do I. Well, also, I have a lot of questions about the process of making moisturizer yeah. from your blood. Yeah, but yeah me too. I yeah. feel like this, though, is, <laughs> yeah. is like a step above... The vampire uh, facial? Well, not the vampire oh. fra- facial, but, you know, the skin cream that's made oh, with the mm-hmm. bits and pieces. TNS. That, it's called TNS. It's amazing. Yeah, so then why are we getting freaked out about the, the moisturizer made with the... Oh, oh, why, we need to explain what I'm not that really, is. Okay. I'm not really... Okay. Man, I, we're in it now. We're in it. Because Oprah talks about this, what you're talking about. Okay, so first of all... <laughs> okay, hold on. The first thing, the reason I'm like ooked out by the blood cream... Yes. ...for her face... Yes. ...is this idea that like only she can use it because it's made with her blood and like, you know, it so it only works on her face... That is I just a think, great scam. Though. I think that is such a oh, yes. That, that thank is you. a brilliant That's scam. That's my big issue with it. It's like, <laughs> come on, come on. I was born at night, but I wasn't born last night. Yep. If it's in your body, you don't need to put it on your body. That's where I'm getting. Do you see what I mean? Like, <laughs> you don't need to be under. Like, skin? let's get. Let's all sit for a minute and think about this. <laughs> You're taking something out of the inside of your body. And then you're mixing it with some other things and then putting it on your body. And that's supposed to make it better? I don't know. That's dumb. That's dumb. Leave the stuff that's in your body in there. Except for the stuff that's supposed to come out. That can come out. That can come out. But the stuff that you're supposed to leave inside, just leave it where it is. Let it do what it's supposed to be doing on the inside. You don't need to remove it to mix it with a cream and then put it in a bottle to put it on your face so you have nice baby butt skin. That is a scam. Yeah. How old is she? Mm, Early 20s? I'm guessing. Early 20s? Yeah, that is 22. (laughs) She's 22 years old. Yeah. Uh, Youth's helping some of it. (laughs) And she's got a lot of money. And she just married some money. The money helps. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I suppose, yeah, she's just like... Needs unique ways to part with that money. And Haley Baldwin Bieber, I would like to say that we could help you out with your problems if you would Mm -hmm. just like to talk to us. I mean, I could make up a 
a product like that where you take something from your body and put it back on your body? Sure. That just seems like a lot. A work? Listen, just, mm-hmm. you know, shea butter and, and black soap. That'll That's do all it. I use. That'll do it. Blood is not needed. <laughs> That's not necessary for that concoction. <laughs> now, the, the cream that Holly was referring to. Yeah, because we got to talk about this, too. Mm-hmm. Because, Colleen, if you're ooked out by Haley Baldwin Bieber using facial moisturizer that has been specifically made for her using her own blood, and you have no problem mm-hmm. with the TNS. Is that what you called it? TNS. TNS. Yeah. No, hang on. Because when you, say it, it. when you say it real fast, it sounds like something that we're all familiar mm-hmm. with. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's why it's called. It's also that. a song in uh, the musical, A Chorus Line. Um, no, I'm looking here because I want to get it right because I don't want to say anything wrong. People are calling. Are they calling to tell me why I gotta take blood out of my body and put it back on my I body? Say, Colleen, you didn't say no, I, no, I would like to talk to them. Okay. I'm happy to do it. Um, or maybe they're calling about the TNS because that is a controversial thing. Yes. Um, oh man, now we gotta talk about it. Do we? Oh, hi, hi, you are on the air. Please do not swear. What is your name? Yeah. Hello? Okay, okay now no, you are bye-bye off now. the air. Let's, uh, let's, uh, okay. We'll just go with our definition yes. here. Okay. <laughs> Please listen carefully. So, there is an anti-aging recovery complex that contains a tissue nutrient solution that is derived from the cells from, um, circumcised, uh, things baby foreskin thank you you're welcome whoa i always make other people say the things that are difficult to say i noticed that Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's a trap um thank you admiral akbar yep so people get people get up and i get it they get upset about it because it's something to be upset about but oprah talked about it on her show and then she was very she was raked over the coals for it yeah um i am just i have had it applied to my skin in a facial situation before mm-hmm. at a uh, at a spa, mm-hmm. and I didn't know what it was, mm-hmm. and I left feeling like somebody had just given me the fountain of youth, oh. and I was like, "What did what did you do?" And they told me, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> and I'm. Just saying, it's and you can buy it for yourself. It will set you back a, a couple lot of, hundred dollars. It's a lot of dollars. It's a lot of dollars. So lot it's of dollars. out there. You know, well, people are doing weird things. They do in order to maintain moisture on their face, including Haley Baldwin, yeah. who's taking her blood and putting it back on her face. Mm-hmm. The other reason that she was a d bag, by the way, for that Haley Bieber was a d bag for talking about her moisturizer and her entire beauty regime (laughs) in Marie Claire just days after her husband talked about how he's struggling with his mental Uh, health. I feel like that's the other reason I made her a D bag. Well, that is a perfectly fine and sound reason for making Haley Baldwin a D bag today. Their relationship is messy and there's a lot of messy things that are happening in that relationship that you see it happening when you're reading headlines. Yeah. About, yeah, Justin Bieber 
last week was on his social media being really honest about going through some difficulties in his life. And then Haley Baldwin is all over here saying, don't believe anything about our relationship being bad. That's fake news. All Mm. of this. It's just like they're sending out mixed signals and I don't know which signal to actually listen to. Well, that that definitely makes her a D-bag. Like y'all got to have a united front. Right. And I feel like if I were her... I might have called up Marie Claire magazine and I would have maybe just said, can we hold on the story about my facial moisturizer for a different month? Because I feel like it might be a little tone deaf. And maybe instead, could you replace those column inches with a story about mental health or, you know, something like that? That might have been a, a nice gesture. Yeah. Yeah, well, and then, you know, there'll be just it. Well, there is a little gossip before we go to break. If you believe our favorite blind item website, crazydaysandnights.net, that Justin Bieber last week or the week before was posting all of these really loving things oh, about yeah. Haley Baldwin on yep. social media. Well, if you're to believe the blind items, it's because Haley got into his social media accounts and started mm-hmm. posting those things under his name to make it look like their marriage and relationship was the bee's knees. Yeah. Mm. Ah. Yep. I think there may be a little trouble in paradise. Yeah. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we talked a little bit about Paris Jackson on Friday. Well, the weekend has yielded some new stories about Paris Jackson. We're going to try to get you up to speed with what we think we might know about what's going on with Paris Jackson after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 107. Well, we talked about Paris Jackson and her statements on Friday about uh, the family and the reaction to leaving Neverland. And it sounded like. She was in a pretty good space, at least on Friday. But over the weekend, things took a little bit of a turn. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainers on vacation. Holly Roberts and I are hanging with you. Yep. Sonny's at the controls. And uh, Sonny, this is the story you wanted to be updated on. Yes, ma'am. And so... I expect you to listen carefully. I am listening. Uh, just kidding. No, but we, but, but it is, I mean, it is sort of confusing because yeah. I entered it with a simple headline mm-hmm. uh, this weekend that said Paris Jackson had been rushed to the hospital mm-hmm. after a suicide attempt. And I thought, oh my goodness, things have gone from bad to worse. What, how did this happen? Yeah. Um, because we had just heard uh, in a statement on Friday that she sort of felt like she was in a, a good place. She seemed to be shrugging off um, reports about the family feuding with the, uh, the men who were involved in the leaving Neverland documentary. She wasn't going to make a comment either way. She just sort of was She's trying said, to stay yeah. cool and calm in the midst of all of it, yeah, right? Yeah, she was on Twitter and she replied to somebody asking about the Leaving Neverland documentary about Michael Jackson. Essentially, that like what has been said to defend him has been said. Other family members, what they have said, go with them. Like, just listen right. to them and I'm over here being Paris. Like, she was just going to hang and be... Like, just kind of keep herself together. Now, notably, Paris Jackson, uh, she went through uh, treatment for alcohol, I believe, or uh, or drugs and alcohol. I'm not quite sure exactly specifically what, but it doesn't seem to matter. Uh, she she checked into rehab in mid-December. Uh, so she has she has definitely 
kind of struggled with with those types of demons. We know that she has had uh, previous attempts of suicide that she has publicly um, she has publicly gone through. She, this is not the first time that we've heard rumblings of this, but this, she's she's definitely addressed struggles. Yes. So so seeing that headline, I thought, oh my goodness, that that's that's terrifying. Of course, but. Then she's denying these yeah. reports. She's denying these reports on her Twitter account. She said lies, lies, lies. Oh, my God. And more lies. And she was retweeting somebody who tweeted at her the story by TMZ that said that Paris Jackson attempted to take her own life over the weekend and that that was confirmed uh, by uh, authorities to TMZ that they had received a call and they went to Paris Jackson's house with a person who may have been trying to take their own life and sources say to TMZ that she was transported to a hospital placed on a 5150 hold which means that's a psychiatric hold the person is held for 72 hours because they are deemed to be uh, a danger to themselves a danger to themselves and mm-hmm. so then that's what Paris Jackson tweeted about that story she said lies 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 oh my god and more lies and she said to TMZ she said blank you you blank and liars about this story it's I mean, it definitely is. There's the thing is, is that there's definitely something going on, right? Because the LAPD uh, did confirm that there was a suicide attempt call, and it does appear that she was taken to the hospital. And so, it, it's not, but it's not clear what's going on here. No. Um, but it does certainly make me worry. It makes me worry for her. Um, and honestly, I one of the reasons why I worry for Paris Jackson is because the family does not, the family does not seem to always have the best interests of the individuals in the family at heart always. Yeah. They typically are, are, focused on the business above the people. And I feel awful saying that, but I think we've seen evidence of that in recent years um, that, you know, they, they're looking toward trying to keep the legacy alive and the business kind of comes first. Mm -hmm. And, um, and they're looking to protect that. And, and, there are many stories that have that have sort of come up on the radar and then sort of been tamped down as quickly as we saw them. Um, and I wish I could remember the specifics of the story, but there was a story about like Catherine Jackson went missing for a couple weeks at one yes, point when there was yes. a faction between the two, you know, two groups of the siblings. And we forget about these stories, right? Because they sort of happen and then they're gone. Um, well, just kind of like with the story about Paris Jackson, yeah. kind of saw it over the weekend. It was making headlines a little bit and then it was it just kind of disappeared yeah. from the headlines. We were talking about it a little bit now, you know, um, there were rumors, the story that you were talking about, Catherine Jackson, the matriarch of the family yeah. that not only did she disappear, but rumor has it that her nephew kidnapped her and stole her right. money. And that was one of the narratives. And yes. then there are other people saying that she was not kidnapped. So there's a lot of this back and forth. And it's hard to ever know what the actual story ever has is. And on the one hand, is it our business? Maybe it's not. Yeah. But there's so much kind of 
shadiness in the mix, Mm -hmm. especially when there are stories like what we've heard in Leaving Neverland. It makes you question where things are trying to be covered up. Sure. And where things are as they seem. Sure. Yeah. There's a lot of questions. Yeah. And I think with this Paris Jackson story this weekend, you know, we're, it just it seems like the story is being handled in a particular way. And right. that's why we bring the story to the table where it's mm-hmm. like, well, let's look at this. Let's look at, you know, what maybe genuinely something really awful did happen over the weekend. Well, and I, and we, and we're not sure. And I do worry about her because, course, yeah, because she is I mean, she has had a history of of struggles and this is a lot for a person to take on publicly and people are looking to her to react to what the stories are and what the conversations are around the person who is her father. And that is a lot for one person to be handling publicly. And it doesn't seem like people are asking for the same from her brothers. Sure. I mean, in fact, I actually don't think I've seen one headline asking them to comment on the documentary. Sure. And I, one of the reasons why I would think that maybe Paris Jackson is the one that they go to for any kind of public statement, because she's the one who's living the, in the public. Li- she's eye. living in the public eye. Yeah. Because remember a couple years ago, a year and a half ago, she was really working hard on rebranding herself for public image. She was on the cover of Harper's Bazaar. Yep. She was allegedly going to be cast in some big high profile movies. The ball was really rolling and she was working with uh, Hollywood influencers to make her the next big thing. That was a couple of years ago yeah now not a lot has really happened with that yeah i mean there's a lot going on here well i you know it does make me wonder if the brushing the story under the rug was a very deliberate move on the part of the family or on the part of paris jackson uh to try to keep the stories any sort of negative press around the family yeah to at a minimum. I don't know, but I, I, I'm hoping she's being cared for. Yeah. When we come back, what is someone, who is someone in your life that is an armchair? Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com slash hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Hi, I'm James Seawood, one of the narrators on the Abide app, a premium ad-free biblical meditation experience. Join the millions of people who download the Abide app to reduce stress, improve sleep, and experience the peace of God every day. You can text the word PEACE to 22433 for a seven-day free trial of Abide. Just text PEACE to 22433, and you'll likely hear from me again on the app as I guide you through daily meditations or help you fall asleep and experience the peace of God.